Hey family, it is Shayna of the Prayer Podcast here to welcome you to another episode. I'm so grateful that you're here with us today. Um, I'm going to pull up our scripture for the day. And guys, I just want to give you the prerequisite that to me, today's episode is heavy. Um, heavy in a spiritually um, profound way, a spiritually challenging way, but in a way that I think is pleasing to God um, for our community that we're praying for today. Um, before I kind of explain the background of today's prayer, if you're with your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, turn to John eleven thirty-five. Here is a hint. Um, in the translation of the Bible, this is the shortest chapter or shortest verse of the Bible. Now I say that because in the original language, it technically wasn't the shortest, but in um, the King James, it is the shortest verse in the Bible. And it's 11, John eleven thirty five. Now this came to me so many ways. God is really making me super sensitive to the pains and the moans and the groans of our world. And the more I pray and the more that I do community work in my day job, the more I see that we are such a broken world and it's like gut-wrenching to me. Um, And I just, there's nothing to do but to pray and pray earnestly and, you know, sacrificially and from your heart and from your mind. And then thanking God for where you are because, uh, this is my opinion, a lot of times when we become very in touch and in tune with our situation then sometimes we can over victimize ourselves or like overly focus maybe that's a better word on where our lives are falling short like oh you know I'm a single parent oh I don't have a good job and I mean I've had this with me oh I don't have a car oh I don't have a mate and we can really Um, exercise that reality and stretch it to where we forget that our focus is not on our situation but our focus is on God and that it's all it's something else out there and some when I was younger people used to say it could be worse and I felt like your it could be worse is minimizing or diminishing my current situation it could be worse but this is bad and how dare you question how I feel I try to minimize how I feel. But the older I get, the more I see life and have experienced life. I believe that sometimes that can be said in a place of love and to reorient us to understanding that it could be worse and giving God the glory for that and asking him for what we need. So it's not an or situation. It's not a I either acknowledge it could be worse or I talk to God about my situation no it's both it's God this is my situation but above all you're God I understand the grace towards me I understand the mercy towards me and I understand it could be worse and I'm praying for my fellow um, kingdom members or just people you could be kingdom members or non-kingdom members meaning people who do not believe in God people who are not you know active in the faith and I'm praying for them as well right so I was watching I think I may have said this a couple weeks ago that I watched the R. Kelly, um, R. Kelly documentary. I literally only could make it through the first two, and I was like, God, this is too heavy for me, Jesus. And I was like, Lord, how can you undo that damage? Like, that seems so humongous. And, you know, the prompting of prayer and, and supplication, which is like petitioning, petitioning, excuse me, 
on other people's behalf earnestly and like sacrificially and super hard to just be like God I see them and I I want you to heal them so that was kind of like my first little taste of just seeing the pain that other people have like in real time and then I don't know why I do this to myself but I love a Yanla fix my life right so I was watching a Yanla and the one last week was about a family broken which is usually the topic for all of them but this this lady on there was molested by um someone at five and her mother was molested when she was five. And and I mean five. Like that just, that tore my heart out. Five years old, somebody stole. And and she's 31. And it's like she never had a childhood, never knew innocence, never understood sex as a, a way to be pleasing to God. Prostituted herself to pay for an abortion. And, and have all these different things that is just like stacking up against you, against her rather. And I'm just like what do you do with this guy? How does she begin to unravel this mess that the enemy, and like, let's make no mistake, like the person who did that to her absolutely did that to her. But the devil, the enemy is the one that is injecting himself in the most vile and evil and just, just terrible ways. I don't even have the vocabulary for it. Um, and he is the corporate behind all of these things. So I'm like, Lord, as Christians, Sorry, y'all. My, that's my car. Um, as Christians, Lord, what what do we do? Like, this is just heartbreaking. And um, so that's kind of what I'm praying for today. Like, I'm keeping all of my people in mind who have messaged me about things that they're going through, who have been on our prayer list, our past prayer targets, prayer targets for myself, prayer targets for, you know, the people that I know. All of that is important. All of that is something that matters to God. And all of that is what I'm going to continue to lift up in prayer this week. But right now... I want us to take our minds off of our pain and off of our situation and off of our hurts. Unless your hurt aligns with this particular prayer, because I believe that God will bring some people in who need this prayer for their actual life. That this is their testimony, that they've been in an abusive relationship, they've been sexually exploited, they've been sex trafficked. I mean, they've seen the the gut of evil. And sin is not just this... Something that, you know, Felix said, oh, I, I drink on the weekends. Like this this like high-level stuff, but it's, it's stuff that is so deeply um, touching to them. And it's, it, they've seen the darkest places of life. These are the people that I want us to pray for. And thank God if that's not your testimony. Thank God that's not my testimony. Um, but we're praying for people that it is. And if this is your testimony, this prayer is for you. And we want you to agree with us during this prayer. So, um, again, I told you our verse was John chapter 11, verse 35, and that simply says Jesus wept. Now, I would encourage you all to go and do more research about why Jesus wept. Um, and the short version of it is because Jesus wept when Lazarus died and the people around Lazarus were crying. They were, the Bible says they were weeping. The Bible says they were full of uh, grief and overwhelmed with sadness Jesus did not weep because Lazarus died at least that's my opinion and you know I've read a lot of different commentators opinions on that and I would be confident in saying that but again do your own research let me know if you disagree I'll be happy to have that conversation with you um, but Jesus knew that he was going to raise Lazarus right he was divine but the fact that Jesus wept, A, show us that he was man and he understood human emotions, but B, that he weeps with those who weep. So when you are 
looking at your life and the innocence that was stolen from you and the life that was just destroyed by the act of the enemy and people allowing the devil to use them to be just the most vile actions and you cry with that Jesus cries with you Jesus sits there and says yeah that hurts yeah that is just unfathomable yeah that is just heartbreaking like he's not a spectator in our life but he's sitting back watching these things but he is on the floor prostrate interceding for you crying with you holding you rocking you saying ah god that is just terrible he has this anger towards that too and he has a broken heart towards that too and how do we know because when Lazarus's family cried even though Jesus could have walked in like why are y'all tripping I'm finna raise him I I am God we friends you know Mary you know me you my homegirl I'm your homeboy you know I'm the son of God how dare you not think I can raise Lazarus this is child's play I'm the divine Jesus could have went off on them and reminded them of his his divinity but instead what what did he do he sat with them and he wept with them because he understands the heartbreaking nature of a loss and yes this was actual death and he was upset about the tyranny that death has um as well that's a different conversation but yeah we understood that was death and death can be heartbreaking and that grief can be overwhelming. But anything that feels like a stole, your childhood died, your yourself was stolen, your self-respect was just walked over all of these different emotions. Jesus will sit with you, abide with you, cry with you and say, you're right. That is terrible. Oh, my heart is broken. Oh, this is overwhelming. He has that same emotional connection with you. So um, I just wanted to remind you guys of that. This week, I won't really do a prayer, um, I guess, tip of the week. I want you to go back and listen to some other ones if you're still trying to find your way in prayer. I've given you a lot of good tips. I think about 15 or 16 so far. And um, today, I just want us to pray. And I guess my tip today is just do it. Maybe that's it. <laughs> just just start. So today, we are praying specifically for people who have seen the gut of evil and they need our prayers because there's nothing we can do to undo the experiences that they've had but we know that God can use all of that to his to their edification their building up and their life don't have to stay there so let's pray God, we thank you that you have shown us spiritual eyes to see through the actions of people, to see through the hurting people, hurt people, and to really just see that nerve, that pain point, that place where people are raw. God, thank you for the life that we have. If we have never been to those depths um, we don't ever want to go there, and we're grateful that we know that they exist and you have spared us and protected us, God, because the people who have had, you know, who've been sex trafficked, the people who have been in relationships where they've been abused and misused, the kids who have been sexually abused, the teenagers, the adults, like, nobody deserves that. I don't care your age. I don't care what bad decisions you've made. I don't care who you dated. I don't care who you liked. I don't care how many times you said yes. Nobody deserves that. Nobody's life, they were not born to be abused and just treated so poorly that I don't even have the words for it, frankly, God. 
But I thank you for those people that they're still standing, Father God. I bind the the um, mental state to say that they're not worthy. We bind suicide in the name of Jesus. We bind depression in the name of Jesus. We bind generational curses saying that it was done to me, so I'm going to do it to you. I, my, my father abused my mother, so I'm abused my wife. My mother abused my father, so I'm going to abuse my husband. Cussing people out, fighting in the streets being addicted to drugs, not watching our kids, pimping kids out for sex or drugs or their own entertainment, molesting them, finding love in in places that are just perverted. We bind that in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that even people who may not be spiritual, who may not say, I love God, I know God, I'm a Christian. God, I thank you that in the split second where they are at this fork in the road and they don't even see it, where they can make a decision to go left or make a decision to go right. Father God, I thank you that you are instantaneously giving them spiritual eyes to see the road that left will take them, how deep they will go, how long they will stay, how much they'll have to pay, and they make a different choice, Father God. I thank you the Bible tells us that you will always give us a way of escape lord and i thank you when that way of escape come if it's a slit in the window if it's a a vent if it's a a crack in the door father god i thank you right now that we don't see death as the only way of escape and that they don't see death as the only way of escape father god but i thank you that your kingdom father that we're not here to talk to one another you didn't say hey get in a cult get in a little click and don't go outside outside of that you called us to help the least the last and the lost at any cost father god i thank you lord that you will show us how to show up in boldness god sometimes fighting for those who can't fight for themselves is scary Sometimes it's going to cost you something. Sometimes it's going to question your safety, Father God. But I thank you, Lord, that we know, A, our life is not our own. And you, we belong. And if we mean that, then we'll act on that. We'll do that because we know actions speak louder than words. But B, you will keep us safe. The Bible tells us that you have a hedge of protection around us like you did Job. And that you don't love Job more than you loved us. You don't love Abraham more than you loved us. You don't love the prodigal son who you protected more than you loved us. You don't love all these people who went to battle and you protected them and you said not one life was lost because they were fighting the good fight of faith and they were fighting the fight um that you have ordained from them in the old testament Lord, you don't love these people more than you love us so why would we think that you won't protect us in a divinely ordained manner god help us to know your voice to know when you told us to do something and when you didn't tell us to do something lord we bind trying to be a superhero to make our name great we bind trying to be the face of a movement just for the sake of being the face god but we want to be the feet of the movement father god we want to be the people who are moving and shaking and saying not today and not because i'm black and not because i'm a woman and not because i got too much pride but because i am a christian and i fight the fight that God has ordained for me and God is not pleased with marginalization God is not pleased with abuse Father God they said millions of kids right now are being sexually exploited God forbid where is the kingdom God I'm holding myself accountable in the name of Jesus Lord I don't know what to do I'm coming as a vessel God I'm coming in the year of Isaiah died and you said who shall I send he said send me God I'm standing here saying send me I'm scared Lord I don't know what your sending looks like because I don't seen how you sent people God I know what Abraham's life was after you sent him it was hard God I know it um the children of Israel's life was after you sent them it was hard God I know Moses's life after you sent them it was hard God the disciples life after you sent them it was hard God John the Baptist's life I think it was hard God 
Paul's life was hard, God. Peter's life was hard, God. But they were pleasing to you because they lived up to, I give myself away, God. So help me even in my my fear of the unknown, even in the fact that I'm like, I would much prefer a cushy, fun, interesting life. But you've called me to say that you will be a warrior for God, that we will go in the dark places and light it up because we know that even a lamp, Father God, can light up an entire dark room and in the God I have in me can light up in a dark world. Father God, if we turn that light on, Lord, we don't know what to do, but we're here. We don't know what we're to do, God, but we're asking you to use us. We don't know what to do, God, but we're saying, please, God, give me clarity. Because if we save one person, God, more specifically from this lifestyle, now, Lord, I know it's a lot of people doing a lot of things that is crazy, and they all need us, God. But right now, specifically, this particular prayer, God, if we save one person, if we look our sister or our brother or our children in the eye and say, Hey, you matter. Hey, you don't have to be treated like this. Hey, what's wrong? Lord, sometimes people don't ask what's wrong, God. These people talking about that outside of it being sexual or abusive, they never got a, a authentic, a genuine hug. Nobody shook their hand. Nobody gave them a, a, a side hug. Every time somebody touched them, it was to molest them or to abuse them or to harm them in some way. They don't even know the touch of love, the touch of grace, the touch of forgiveness, God. Help us when we touch people, even strangers, if we shake somebody his hand if we brush them i don't know in target father god if i show to meet their shoulders lord let the spark of christianity and the holy spirit that lives inside of us father god overtake their body and that you abide in them the same way you abide in us god this is no longer acceptable in our community not while the kingdom is here so enemy has two choices he has to go back to the pits of hell by which he's come or he got to take out every single person and i know that he is not bigger than my god and in the name of jesus the one who the name above all names the one whose blood created a new covenant and is covering me the one who defeated him before and will defeat him again the one who when he tried to tempt him he saw him get thee behind me saying and every knee shall bow the one who when the legions of demons see the kingdom they say i know you paul i know jesus i know you know why because enemies even know when they have been defeated they know when they have been overrun and the same power that is in jesus as jesus is my joint heir as jesus is my brother in christ i have that same power how can you have the same mama and daddy and not have the same inheritance the same way i have the same father as jesus and therefore i have the same power to speak to mountains and they will be moved father god i believe that you're going to show me where you're sending me i'm going to be confident in that that um purpose and that plan i will walk in it with boldness and you would give me the next steps lord what to do i don't know what to do i don't know what to do i don't know what to say i don't know how to see the signs if there are signs god i'm telling you i don't know but what i do know is that there's people out here hurting and it is our responsibility as the kingdom of god to step up and say that i am walking in the order of my father we will not let you down we will not let you down. We will not make you feel like, dang, I got to do it myself. I got all these people who claim they love me, claim they know me, but I can't get them to save a five-year-old. How can I trust them to save a 45-year-old? How can I get them to save a billionaire and, and they ain't got no money to their name? How can I get them to show their light when they're hiding under a bushel because they really want to do this and they really think it's okay to do that? How can I? No, God, we will not disappoint you. We will not make you feel like you have to get off your throne and do it yourself because we ain't good enough to do it. We won't choose you over choosing ourselves. And, Lord, we do know that we're not doing it in our own might, but in your might. So you are helping us. But the 
the intention behind the statement is the same, that we are warriors for God. We are the footmen of God. And Lord, help us get, we bind the enemy that's in our mind telling us if we worry about somebody else's problem, ain't nobody worrying about mine. And mind your business. And the problem, you sweeping other people's doorstep before you sweep your own. And all these little colloquialisms that basically make us selfish and self-centered and turn a blind eye to the sufferings of the world in the name of our household and our friends. But don't you know that when it when the enemy seeps out, it's like a liquid. It, it may start in one place, but baby, that thing roll all the way around it gets everything wet that's around it so yeah it's not your child but it's somebody in your child's classroom and if a five-year-old and a 10-year-old are talking about sex how how long till that conversation gets to your 10-year-old we bind that in the name of Jesus that we cut the enemy off of his head we would not accept that conversation we would not accept that exploitation we did not accept the demons that try to come into our house and it's not just sex God we know that sex is a big thing that is um used pervertedly but it's so many things so many things that the enemy will will try to seep into our household cursing um hypersexualization being truant not wanting to follow directions not wanting to follow authority uh watching things that you're not supposed to watch saying things that you're not supposed to say going places that you're not supposed to go and that all comes because we all want to mind our own business as if our business is not intertwined with our neighbor's business and the way this world is going our neighbor is china honey our neighbor is india is no longer your small little monolithic type of communities it's bigger. We are a global economy, guys. So help us to know where we're supposed to be. We bind people who think that their job is to do missions in China when it's to do missions in their backyard. And God, we mind people, we bind the enemy telling us that we just need to sweep our own doorstep or worry about our own community. When you're sending us to China, you have a place for each and every one of us. And we don't want to be out of line with how you would have us to live a life that is sacrificial for you. So help us, God. I don't know. And this whole prayer has been a plea of understanding and me being honest and vulnerable about how I don't know. But what I do know is that you know. And what I do know is that you care. And what I do know is that you can heal and you can deliver and you can set free and you can change and you can break chains and you can break generational curses and you can make test testimonies and that vengeance is, vengeance is yours, thus said the Lord. And you can help us and you can help them and you can help educators see the kids in their class that something ain't right even when everything seems right. Even when their parents got a smile on their face and the kids are bubbling and they're matriculating the way they're supposed to lord if it's a crack father god give them the spiritual eyes to say "Mm -mm, there's something else there we will not let the basement stay in the basement we will not let the skeleton stay in the closet we will unearth the god awful evil truth because that is where the enemy likes to sleep and reside and that is how he has infiltrated our entire culture to be sacrilegious and vile and dirty and sinful and and just terrible but we know that God can and will override all of these things he said if I be lifted up I would draw all men towards me if you turn and repent and turn from your wicked ways then will I heal the land father God we are telling you that we are ready to repent God we are ready to turn from our wicked ways father God we are ready to lift you up God 
And we're asking you, we're pleading for you. The great thing, God, we don't have to beg you, but we're doing it anyway to let us know how we can be of assistance to the plan. Because the Bible tells us that a rock will cry out on their praise, meaning that you're going to do what you do with us or not, God. But we don't want to be left behind. We don't want to be, well, I wanted Shana to do it, but she was playing, so therefore I got X, Y, and Z to happen in order to do the job that I was created to do. God forbid. No, sir, I do not accept that. I accept the call. I move forward in fear and not fear of scared of the enemy, God, but I'm uh, fear of the unknown, which is a human natural proclivity. But the love I have, the love that we have, the faith that we have in you overrides that. It silences that. It settles that. And it gives us a place to go when we feel that to be reassured that all things work together for the good and God don't even let us worry about our life don't even let us worry about our day father because we know that if you wept John eleven thirty five. if you wept with people who wept simply because you understood grief not because you could not change the situation but because you have a heart towards us how much more can you do Will you do for your people? If you will cry with us, then you will fight with us. If you will cry with us, then you will make change with us. If you will fight with us or cry with us, then you will abide with us. Father God, we know that you can and we know that you will. We're grateful for it today, God. Make our spirit sensitive to the move of God. To say, hey, you remember you listened to the prayer call and you wanted to see how you can help those who are hurting, how you can see gutter situations that you would prefer never to see. There she is right there. There he is right there. Go do this. Go say this. Go ask this. Go be Just be. Go get in this line. Go talk to this person. Go volunteer for this organization that you know all we have. You know kids. You know homework. We know jobs. But you also know that you are the source. You're bigger than all those things. And all those things have to align with the will of God. They can and they will in the name of Jesus. Now, God, there's so many things I feel like I can say, so many things I probably should have said, so many things I'm not thinking right now. So I thank you that our prayers continue in our hearts and in our minds and our sensitivity and our spirits, God. But I thank you, Lord, that you opened this for me for some reason to want to pray about this today. No more apathy. No more blind eye. No more not my problem. No more dang that sucks. No more not my kid. No more not my problem. Not my fault. Not my situation. Not my heart. Not my pain. Because it always comes to our doorstep. And frankly God you told us to love our brother as ourselves, Even if it never comes to us. To have to be a personal problem, our neighbors' problems are our problems because we should love them like we love ourselves. That means we should be concerned about their problems the same way we're concerned about our own if we want to be real. So, God, I believe we want to please you. I just We just don't know how. But you're going to show us today because that's no longer an, exclu- an excuse or an explanation. I thank you that it's already done. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right, prayer family. I'm really glad that you guys stuck with me through that prayer. I know that sometimes when people aren't praying necessarily for your situation, it's hard to be engaged. But I really want to push us past 
surface level prayers or self prayers and push us deeper into the call of God, which is discipleship and caring about our brothers and going after the least and the lost and the left, which means that we're trusting God to handle our business while we're about our father's business, as Jesus told us um, in Matthew. I believe it's Matthew or Mark where he was like, uh, I'm about my father's business, meaning uh, mind your business because I'm over here doing with the work of the Lord. Um, and if you ain't with it, then you ain't with it. So I believe that we are a small but mighty community of prayer warriors and intercessors and people who are wanting to be pleasing to God and who are going to be sensitive to the um, needs of other people. Be sure you follow us on Instagram at The Prayer Podcast. Y'all DM me. Let me know your thoughts. Leave me a review over here on this uh, podcast app because that helps get the word out and get us more family members who want to talk about the prayer to the world to get the world praying. Now, two things before I let you guys go. Um, First thing, if you don't believe anybody in the world is praying for you, let you know for sure that I am praying for you guys, my listeners. And if you have anything in particular you want us to pray for, go ahead and DM me at um, The Prayer Podcast on Instagram and join a church. They would love to pray for you um, at your local church. And secondly, remember that obedience is God's love language. And I have challenged you guys to be obedient in the area of being sensitive to and helpful in the changing of our neighbor's pain i believe that if we can stop some things at the root it will stop the infestation of hurt in our world and i want to be a part of that for god i know you do too so that's his call for us right now he's going to show us how to do it i don't know how but he's going to show us how and obedience is his love language so once you know you better go um, and show him that you love him and i love you all so until next week i hope you guys enjoy follow me on instagram and i'll talk to you soon